Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
There. Can you hear me? I can. Awesome. Okay. That's that's good. It is tough when you're on a call and you cannot get somebody on. <laughs> yeah, and it was supposed to be a half an hour earlier as well, and so he pushed it back, and I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll try to make this work. Yeah, that's okay. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Today didn't go well, and I've had several people get involved. So, good news, I finally have a support team. Bad news, ah, the day didn't go well and I needed a lot of support. Oh, So, tell tell me, what was the first part? That you actually, you had a conversation with a support team and it's it's working? Is that what you said? Uh, so, I had a problem with Gordon today. Uh-huh. And it really shook up my day. Mm. And so, I, and I had a, I have another coach that I talked to, and she talked me through it. And then I, and then I got on the phone with my business coach, and said, "Look, I, I need steadily increasing income. I, I need to be even more serious about how I'm growing my business, and even more serious about the kind of clients I'm bringing on, because I need to know that I can financially provide for myself, so that." In my relationship, I'm here because I'm choosing to be here because yes. for my highest and best good, not because I'm worried about making the mortgage. Yes. That's a huge, huge point. Absolutely. And it's always been a point of disloyalty to me. What kind of a wife thinks that way? But I've had yeah. some big run-ins with him this last couple of weeks, and I just, like, I'm, some of my ideas are now snapped in half about that I. I recall that I'm supposed to feel guilt about that, but I don't have it to give anymore. So, mm, that's yeah. Right. yeah. So, what is what? Where are you at with everything right now? It's like I know you're like. What I'm hearing is that you have to like pull it together, right? Right. Yeah. Are you like bracing for separating? Is that what it feels like? What it when I play it out in my imagination, yeah, I think that I don't ever want to live again under the the tyranny of child support and visitation weekends. Mm. And I've just I'm still in it, and I've been living that way for sixteen years now. Yeah. And to start that process again and go for another 12 years just sounds like the worst idea ever. Yeah. And so last night we went out dancing, and it was working. He was happy to be there. I was happy to be there. We were glad to be there together. And we would dance, and his eyes twinkled, and I thought, oh, he really has nice eyes. And, you know, it was just working. And he didn't yell at me when he screwed up and then blamed it on me and he could do a few of the moves and he didn't get mad when I would dance with other people and was able to do a more complicated dance. He never, he, it always bothered him a little that I wanted to dance with other people, but he got used to that real quick. But what really bothered him was that I can dance at a much higher level when I'm not dancing with him. Right. And is, and, is he salsa or is what do you yeah. do? Yeah. Salsa and bachata. Mm-hmm. And cha-cha. And so, but last night he didn't seem to mind. He was 
happy that he was doing his best. He was happy that I was dancing at the same level as him and not acting frustrated about it. It was fine. And he was happy that I was able to dance with other people that were at a higher level so that I could get the kind of workout that I wanted. So all these things were nice. He even went halfway through my son needed to ride home. So he left me at the on the dance floor with my friends, and then he drove an hour out of his way to pick up my son, bring him home, and then came back and joined me for some more dancing. Oh, and then we, wow. it, was, it was nice. We came home. We had uh, we watched some TV for a little bit. We ate chocolates. It was nice. And then I get the the alarm rings this morning, and I say, you need to get up. Like, I need a shower. I've got meetings all day. You've, this is your only chance to take a shower today. You need to go. And he says, yeah, I just want to lie here for a few more minutes. And I said, no. And he jumped straight out of bed, and he went and took a shower, and then the day started. And the next thing I know is he is screaming at one of our kids because mm-hmm. she's having a hard time getting ready for school. And she's six years old, and she's a little unfocused. And I had told her twice to go get ready. And the second time, he comes flying from around the corner and is screaming at her. And she's in tears. And I'm not going to interfere. And she's not in physical danger. And I don't think this is emotionally traumatizing past the next 15 minutes. And so I didn't interfere. And so she goes flying up the stairs and gets whatever and comes back. And then about an hour later, I'm on a meeting and he comes and bangs on the bedroom door. And so I take, the person's on Skype, so I take the laptop with me and I say, oh, come with me to see who's at the door, trying not to let it bother me that, that this is happening. And I open the door and he says, well, never mind, and storms off. And so now has embarrassed me in front of this person on Skype, which I didn't like. Yeah. And so I let about an hour go by and then I can't find him in the house anywhere, so I call him at work and I say hey I noticed that today is isn't working out um I thought back through everything that happened today and yesterday I don't think I did anything wrong but if I did please tell me and I am sorry I'm not trying to make your life harder I but I might have made a mistake here feel free to share and he said no and I just need to remember that you don't want me to show up in your life unless I'm saying nice things and being supportive of you. And even though there's a lot of stuff going on in my life right now, you don't want to hear about it. And you have the friends that you need and you have the support you need, but I don't have anybody and it's not fair. And I just have to remember that you don't want to be there for me anymore, but I have to be there for you. And I made you coffee today and I processed the dishwasher and I put the kids on the bus and I folded laundry. If there's anything else you need from me today, please send me a text. Hmm. And I, I said, okay, well, what you need to remember from this conversation is that I called you that I'm not mad, that I started by saying, if I have offended you, please tell me now because I am sincerely sorry, and to check and make sure you were okay. Now, if you want to make this about the coffee that you drink, the clothes that you wear, the children that you enjoy taking to the bus, even though they're plenty old enough to walk to the bus themselves, and the dishes that you eat off of, and I process that dishwasher three or four times a day, and I do all the pots and pans. So, um, no, you do not get gold star points for that. That's just regular stuff. That's not supporting Melanie so that Melanie can build a career. That's the kind of stuff you would have to do no matter what I did with my time. Yeah. So all I can think about this is that I had no idea that choosing to choosing me, choosing to build mm-hmm. a career, was going to shake my marriage like this. 
And I looked around my house, and I'm in the kitchen alone. There's, it's not like I am ignoring him or the children so that I can do this. They're at school. He's at work. I'm not hurting anybody. Right. But now, do you think it's connected? Is it connected with that, with you building a career, or is there something else involved? I know that when I got serious about building my career and said, I cannot listen to you complain about your life anymore. I'm mm. doing something that's really hard for me. And so, no, I don't have extra space in my brain to listen to you complain about work. Or He's never going to quit that job. Mm. So, Or how you're unhappy that you haven't launched your business or all of the other things. Because there are action steps that you can take. And if you don't want to take them, that's fine, I understand. But please don't complain to me about it. I don't have space to hear it. If you want to participate in my life, you're invited, and here are simple ways you can participate in my life. Bring tea, visit with me over dinner, tell me something sweet, beautiful that that you saw today, something that the children did, tell me about a book you're reading. Think about the things you did when we were dating. Just be gentle with me. I, I I don't want to be taken on the funk. Mm -hmm. And he got really mad. Yeah. Uh, the, the big issue seems to be like it, it, when it's about you, see, there's no he, he he wants you to be like join him in his misery somehow. Right. Yeah. Now I'm just curious. This is because I'm just just a question I have. If it were not for the money, if you felt like you could really you know be on your own and be completely fine and. And also, I remember, you, you've never been on your own, right? No, I never have. Okay. So are you staying because you haven't been on your own and you're concerned about money? I'm very concerned about the money. I'm also concerned about children growing up without a father because obviously I have a button there. Yes. And so for me to do something that would cause my children to grow up without a father is just about the worst thing a mom can do, in my imagination. And he would be here every Wednesday to take them to dinner and every weekend to take them for visitation. Well, if he's going to be here that much, he may as well live here. Mm. I'm not in physical danger. He He doesn't drink. All the rules that I was taught were allowable for divorce. He doesn't do any of those things. Right. And he now, does take me. He does take me dancing, and we have friends. Yeah. All in all, I think it's what what you're painting is actually a marriage that works, but where you're not happy. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I, my sense is that he knows that. Right. So it's it's more like an arrangement that works. It works for everybody, and in your mind, it's like well. These are the rules. This is what's going on. Don't, it's like, you know, one, you wanting me to be happy is just too much. Just pushing it. Right. This is, this is as much as I can give you. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that possible? Yep. That's about how it stands. Right. And, and that, is that, have you had that conversation? Or is that an explicit one? Oh, no, no, no. I have definitely said I am not happy. Right. I, I said I am willing to stay married to you because that's the agreement we made. 
I am willing to find a way to live at peace with you. I am willing to find a way to create a good life for our children together. But mm-hmm. no, I am not happy. Do not be confused about that. Yeah. And he said, well, do you uh, regret marrying me? And I said, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, well, I still want you, and so I'm going to continue to pursue that. And I said, okay, I, I understand, yeah. and I will try to be open-minded about that. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, because I, I know, I mean, you've been together for how many years? 11, 12? 15. 15, okay. And were you happy in the beginning? Was that something, what, did it work in the beginning? I've thought about that a lot recently. In some ways, we were very, very happy. I remember being so thrilled that we had gotten married. Mm. And that for the first probably seven or eight years, he would say, can you believe we got married? And I remember saying out loud, we got married. And then we would both laugh. Mm. And that was really sweet. But also when I think back on the way the marriage happened, Mm-hmm. I am appalled that nobody stepped in to stop it or to help me. And mm. when I think about what he actually said to me, I, I told you he he never did propose, right? No, he actually didn't mention that. Yeah, you didn't mention actually how the marriage happened. Yeah, well, I had a, I was married to somebody else. Stop me if yeah. you've heard this story. And I got pregnant. Mm. And so I, I, I filed for a divorce. Four weeks later, I got pregnant. And it took until March for the divorce to go through. And the baby was born April 3rd. Whose baby was it? It was Gordon's. Okay. And so I actually had to have my ex-husband, who'd been my ex-husband for three weeks, come to the hospital and sign a paper that said that the child wasn't his. Right. Which was insanely humiliating. Of course. So then I wanted to make this right. And in my mind, the way that you do that is by marrying the father of your child. Mm. And so there I was, 27, and it's a very, very small town, and everybody knew what I did. And pregnancies show, and people... Uh, his ex-wife showed up on my front step with her best friend and a Bible full of bookmarks to tell me all the ways in which I was wrong according to God. I got kicked out of my church. Mm. I, I, had to, I had to get a job for the very first time outside of the house. I had to put my toddlers in childcare. My babysitter saw what I was going through and said, this, it's too hard even for me to watch this. I can't be your babysitter anymore because I'm losing sleep. I'm up nights because of your stress. And I remember my best friend used to come over every Thursday because I was so stressed out that the world was foggy, like when you forget to put on your glasses. Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't even see straight. And so she would come over on Thursday afternoons, and I lived for Thursdays, and she would just talk me through it. Because not only was I in this bad situation also pregnant, but I was also a public school teacher, so I was on my feet all day. Mm. And it was my first year, and I had this really heavy backpack and no classroom. And so every 45 minutes, I had to pack up all my textbooks and move from class to class. And it was also the same year as 9-11 happened. 
Oh, wow. And I very seriously considered an abortion. And mm. within a week of when I had to make that choice, 9-11 happened. Wow. And so that was bad. And then so, and he was working these crazy hours, and he didn't want anybody to know that we were together because of mm. the small town. And so he would leave at 5 in the morning, and he would come home at 10 o'clock at night. So if we were going to see each other at all, it, I would have to wait up until 10 o'clock while I'm pregnant and tired all the time, and I have to be awake at 5 the next morning to go teach public school. So I wasn't sleeping. And when the divorce went through, I said, I want to get married. And he said, okay, well, I would be willing to marry you if. And then yeah. we sat down and we had all these rules. Um, you yeah. provide the money, I'll raise the children, uh, you behave this way, I'll behave that way. It was very clear, mm. very structured. And then I said, okay, and he wouldn't move in. He had an apartment. So he slept mm. at my house every night, but he wouldn't get rid of the apartment. And it was $850 a month that was going out, and I needed that money. And mm. so I said, you're here all the time. Why don't you just move in? No, 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 I need that apartment in case anything goes wrong. Nothing's going to go wrong. I, I'm the mother of your child. I've agreed to be devoted to you forever. Why won't you get rid of the apartment? No, no, no. Finally, I hired movers, and I went over there, and I boxed up everything he owned, and I wow. moved it in. And then my sister was going to come to visit, and I said, okay, look, my sister's going to be here in five weeks. We're getting married. And she lives in California, and it was a big deal, and so like, we're getting married. And so... He said, fine, well, it's in five weeks. I call, I arrange for flowers and music and whatever you do for a wedding. And all while I've got a brand new baby and then two toddlers and wow. never home because of the long hours. And there was, a, there was like a layoff scare that happened right then, so he's worried about his job. And so he said, well, I, I want to propose to you. And I said, okay, well, whenever you're ready, set it up. <laughs> you you do what you got to do because I'm busy planning a wedding. The morning of the wedding, he said, well, I really wanted to propose to you, but uh, there's no time. And I said, look, we've got to go. There was a blizzard. We got like a foot and a half of snow that day. I said, well, just you propose to me after the wedding. We go, <laughs> we get married, and about all this time goes by, and about a year ago I started thinking back over the words he had said to me. And I went to him and I said, these are the words you said to me, right? And he said, yes. And I said, at the time, I interpreted that as, hey, I just want to make sure that this is going to be the kind of relationship that lasts because I've been burned in the past and that that was a real fear. So I assured you that it would be fine. But what you actually said to me was, if it was, I have no interest in getting married ever again. And if it wasn't for, because it's you, if it was anybody other than you, there's no way I would go through with this wedding. And he said, yes, those were the words that I said. And I said, okay, well, let me see if I've got this right. What you were actually saying and that I was ignoring was I do not want to get married. Hmm. And he said, yes. And I said, um, I think I made a mistake here. You made a mistake. Right. Well, he used the words. Mm-hmm. And I was just so focused on my goal of making it right, trying to find a way to cover the affair. I didn't even tell people until a couple months ago. My best friend in the whole world, we've been friends for about seven years, 
I only told her a couple of weeks ago because I just couldn't keep lying. She had hints that I was doing strange actions and she couldn't figure out why. All these years I was making these extreme choices and I just sat her down and started, like, this is the year I turned 27 and these are the actions that I took and then these are the actions that I've been taking to try to cover for that all these years. And she said, oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense. So what is it? So you feel like he wasn't he wasn't really wanting to get married, and you feel like you regret actually getting married under those circumstances? Is that what it boils down to? Yes. Yeah. Because your desire was to, like, make it right. Yes. And you got into a marriage where a lot, with a lot of rules and a lot of structure that was supposed to provide a certain containment for your toddler or for your child and for your life and just hasn't gone has not gone the way that you hoped. Right. Now, underneath of that, at least when you when you decided to marry him, did you love him? Yeah. Do you still do? Uh, I enjoy his company. Yeah. And it was when I think back on what was it about him that I was drawn to, because mm-hmm. we were having an affair, I only got to see him once a week. Right. And, and, how, and how did that actually happen that you got into to having an affair? Uh, he went to my church, mm-hmm. and my husband was going to law school. And so he was only in town on Wednesdays for dinner and Sunday afternoons to see the kids. Mm-hmm. And that went on for three years. And so... He he was never there, and then I and he was he was he married or he was actually divorced when you met him. Gordon was uh, it was a week before he got married. He was a, so you actually met him a week before he got married. Yeah, he's I'm actually his third wife. Ah, so he was about when you met him. He was about to marry his second wife. Right. So. I was feeling lonely and vulnerable because here I was with these two kids. Oh, the one was two weeks old when my husband started law school. Mm. And then my father was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And so for every eight weeks, I was on a plane. I was having to leave my babies behind, be on a plane to go see my dad in California. And that took a whole year. And then I remember just I stared out the window for months after that. I couldn't even really change a diaper or I couldn't do life. And I remember Gordon would call me and he would tell me everything was going to be okay and he would coach and counsel and do all the things that he does now that drive me batty. But at the (laughs) time, I so desperately needed somebody to tell me that life was going to be okay. And so I looked forward to those phone calls every day and him cheering me on and telling me it was going to be fine. And it's got to be maddening to him now because that same thing that was the thing that I so loved now drives me crazy. Yeah. That's, that's a very me. common thing, though. Yeah. That's very common. Yeah. So when I look back on it, and I think there really should have been somebody who stepped into my life and said, this girl's off limits. Her father's dying. She's in a broken marriage. She's got these toddlers. It just back off. Yeah. And do you see that 
do you, do you see the possibility that he was actually doing what he thought you may you may need, or not really? You think he was really taking advantage? I know that he was taking advantage. There's no other way to know that. And I had, that never occurred to me until these last few months when I really saw it for what it was. Do I think that he maliciously took advantage for some gain? Mm-hmm. No, I think he believes that he was helping. And I think he believes yeah. that he saw a need and met it. And I think that he believes that he's a good person for having done that. Right. But you don't think that that way. Well, I can't. What he did helped me. Nobody else tried to help me. Right. And I, and I loved that. And I don't think he's he did it on purpose. Right. Yet, the the reality is there was a vulnerable person, and he took advantage of the situation. Now, there's one thing that I'm, I'm just curious how these might be interfering with you and, and you know, your business and where you're at and how it's like, because it's, it's a whole scenario, right? And I, and I know you're working with your, um, with your other coach, the one that you worked with this morning as well. It's like, how is this playing out in your life in a sense where you feel empowered? Right. So what's happening now is I, I'm choo- actively choosing myself. Mm-hmm. And it's not at the expense of anybody else. It's time that other housewives are sitting around watching The View. I'm using mm-hmm. it to... Skype clients and research projects and create stuff and make good money. Yeah. And when the children come home at the end of the day, I watch American Idol with them. I cook a meal. One of us takes them to their activities. As far as the children are concerned, this is seamless. The only real change as far as they're concerned is that I talk about it sometimes at the dinner table. That's it. But for him, when I started using my own brain to focus on my own projects, I no longer wanted to go for coffee at noon. I no longer wanted to eat out all the time. I no longer wanted to complain about his boss. I know I, I don't want to waste any more time on stuff that's not going to matter. Right. Okay. And how is that playing on you? How is like cause I, what I'm hearing is that. I mean, clearly it's taking a lot of your energy because we spent half, you know, more than half of your session talking about your relationship with him. And I'm, I'm really, I'm aware that this is taking a big, big piece of big energy of yours. Right. Right. So I'm curious, how can, is there a possibility that if you have made, what I would love, what my just an idea and see if this works for you. What I would love is for you to feel empowered where you're at. So That would be great. So it would look something like this. What would it be like if you were, if you were like, you know what? You described it, right? So these are, the, you know, these are all the points why I'm choosing to stay married instead of divorcing him. And I'm choosing that. I know that right now there's certain things that are really good and there's certain things that are not, you know, they're not the best or they're not satisfying. And yet I'm making my choice. I'm focusing on my work. I'm focusing on the kids. And I want to have a peaceful and a good connection with him. And 
if it develops into something better, fabulous. And this is where I am. And what would it be like if you actually were to own your decision to make this choice to be with him and almost give him the benefit of, not the benefit of the doubt. No, that's not, that's not right. What if you were actually to consider that regardless of his things here and there, that his intention or his heart is in the right place? Mm-hmm. Do you, do do you feel that. that that's true? I do believe that. Yeah, because it, it seemed to me that way, but of course I don't know him. So, Because one of the things that could happen is that all of the dynamic between the two of you can take you into into a place of resentment or bitterness that is truly is going to affect your life, your business, your relationship with your kids, and of course your relationship with him. And as long as you are in this in this situation and you actually take charge saying, you know what, this is this is what I'm choosing to do. Right. So right now what I've got a situ- my situation is that I am holding up the wall that is the decision. And it would mm-hmm. be better if that decision was solidified enough that it held up itself. Okay, so tell me about this wall. What is a wall well, that you... I, I, like, I like this decision. He's in, I'm moving forward with my business. I'm choosing me. But mm-hmm. right now, I am having to put an awful lot of energy into holding that decision up. Like the decision isn't strong enough to hold itself up yet. Mm, okay. Like when you build a temporary wall for a house and you have the braces up. I'm holding the braces. I would like to lock in that decision so that I can just integrate that and move on because I have other stuff I want to do. I want to reach out to new clients. I need to fill my client list. I do not have contracts that get me through May, and I need them because I've got financial obligations going out. Right. And I, I want to create a steady enough income that money isn't the issue because he's no longer paying for my, things in my life. He pays for the roof over my head. He pays for my cell phone. That's all he pays for. So, And, you know, you really shouldn't have to pay for more than that. I'm totally capable of earning my own money. But as long as I'm using my energy to hold up decisions like, I choose me, let's reinforce that yet again, it's causing a problem. So how is, why is this, you have made a decision to go for your, for your business and you're putting energy into it. And what makes the difference between that being a solid wall versus you having to hold a temporary one? What would make, what would make this temporary wall a solid one? Well, I'm definitely holding on to a thought that says you shouldn't act that way. You shouldn't feel that way. Good wives do not act or feel this mm, way. Okay. Okay. So that's okay. So that is what is behind this temporary wall. Great. Okay. So tell me, tell me more about so good wives. This is fabulous. Cause good wives should not focus on themselves or go for what they want. Right. Okay, what is the most accurate? Uh, it, it's both. Good wives should not focus on themselves ever. And mm. no way should they go for what they want. Now, did your mom focus on herself? Uh, yes. Exactly. And yeah. it was awful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the source over here, right? I mean, it, it's taken the last a little while, but this, the core issue here is that you have made a vow, 
And I'm curious at what age you made that vow never to be like your mother. As the first time I saw her, I think there was, I can think right now of some good turning points. The the first time uh, that man walked into my bedroom and it wasn't my dad and she Mm -hmm. wasn't there. The first time I started having nightmares every single night about the way that she treated men. I, I would have this recurring nightmare that my dad got into a fight and someone took one of those old VW bugs and flipped it over on top of him. Mm-hmm. And she walked up to him. She had purchased some jelly donuts that she knew were his favorite. She sat down in the dirt next to him, fed him the jelly donuts, and then put us in the car and drove home. She didn't call for an ambulance. She didn't call the cops. She didn't try to lift the car off of him. She fed him a jelly donut and walked away. And that's how she was. The first time I, we had lived uh, in a lot of different places, but all the walls were thin. The first time I ever heard her through the walls faking it with her husband, and I knew it was fake, mm-hmm. I hated her for that. Yeah. And I hated him for being so gullible. Yeah. Yeah. So she would just, she would take advantage and do, and is there any way in which you doing what you're doing and being, you know, kind of like being unhappy with Gordon but staying with him in some ways is doing what she did? Use men because for whatever reason she wasn't willing to be alone? She used men because she believed they deserved it and because she believed that by punishing one, she could punish them all. Mm-hmm. And because she never was able to make a living for herself, and so she felt like marriage was a form of prostitution and felt totally fine with that, that if she was offering sex, he should pay the money. And mm-hmm. she was willing to be in a marriage contract in order to have that. Yeah. So do I think that I'm taking advantage of Gordon? Well, when we first got married and I had all these little kids and couldn't work, absolutely, I got married because I needed financial stability. And I never felt bad about that. And it, and I would admit it freely to my friends. He wasn't rich. He's not rich now. But I, I know that I traded my bed and I traded my soul for financial stability. Right. And that's the way my grandma taught me and it's the way my mom taught me. And I never felt bad about that. I felt embarrassed that it was so cold-hearted. Right. And now that he's stopped paying for things, I resent the hell out of that because mm-hmm. you raised your children and I gave you my bed. And, yeah, I think you should pay. Yeah. So the piece is how is it possible that you have done what your mom did in a different, in a, you know, different taste of it, in a different, you know, flavor and it's not paying off. Right. Who are you pissed at? Right. 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 So I, I should have known better. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to top and starting your karate show point. And I want to actually start, but I want you to really go for this one. Even though I should have known better. Even though I should have known better. I should not have married him. I should not have married him. I got myself in a really tough spot right now. I got myself in a really tough spot right now. 
I would like to feel free. I would like to feel free. Free to choose myself. Free to choose myself. But there's something else stopping me. But there's something else stopping me. Because in a way, I'm in a similar situation than my mother. Because in a way, I'm in a similar situation to my mom. And I hate that. And I hate that. Right. Can you feel that? Yep. So tell me about it. Keep on stepping through the points. No, sorry. Sorry, we have to do one thing and the karate show point still. Sorry about that, Melanie. So even though there's a part of me that totally hates myself. Even though there's a part of me that totally hates myself. Because I got myself into this, what, fucking situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a part of me that hates myself because I got myself into this fucking situation. You can call it whatever you want, but it seems to me like that's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. I don't even swear, but that is what it is. That is what they call that. Yeah. I wish I could have some peace in my heart. I wish I could have some peace in my heart. I'm embracing reality. I'm embracing reality. That I did the best that I knew how. That I did the best that I knew how. So I want you to close your eyes as you start tapping through the points. And see yourself at 27. So we're going to tap together. There I am. There I am. I'm 27 years old. 27 years old. I'm pregnant and it's not my husband's. I'm pregnant and it's not my husband's. And I'm not happy about it. And I'm not happy about it. So I have to make some really tough choices. I have to make some really tough choices. Because there's no way I can move on just like that. Because there's no way I can move on just like that. There I am and I'm trusting him. There I am and I'm trusting him. I'm trusting Gordon. I'm trusting Gordon. Because he was my rescuer. Because he was my rescuer. And I'm allowing him to be my rescuer again. I'm allowing him to be my rescuer again. I wish I could have done it differently. I wish I could have done it differently. I wish I knew better. I wish I knew better. I should have known better. I should have known better. I really don't like the place that I got myself into. I really don't like the place that I got myself into. Take a breath. Can you see yourself at 27? Yep. Is it possible that what you did was the really, truly the best you could do? Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And that you were very resourceful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, yeah. I moved a lot of pieces to make that happen. Absolutely. So, so keep on tapping and go ahead and tell me. So there I am again. I see myself at 27 and pregnant. There I am again. I see myself at 27 and pregnant. I was incredibly resourceful. I was incredibly resourceful. I did so much. I did so much. I moved heaven and earth. I moved heaven and earth. Because I saw that I was doing the best. Because I saw that I was doing the best. And now he's not holding his part of the bargain. And now he's not holding his end of the bargain. And it pisses me off. And it pisses me off. 
It's not okay. It's not okay. And it makes me doubt myself. And it makes me doubt myself. And yet I can see that back then. Yeah, I can see that back then. I did the best I could. I did the best I could. I don't regret my children. No, I don't regret my children. I love each of them. I love each of them. And I have lived a, a good life. And I have made a good life. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> yeah. But I am actually getting to a crossroad right now. But I'm actually getting to a crossroads right now. And I'm ready to choose me. And I'm ready to choose me. It's really hard to say no to other things. I just realized my son needs a ride to school. Right now? <laughs> this is how tightly my my life is scheduled. Yeah, no, that makes I'm hiding sense. in a closet doing this for so that I can do this for my kid. Really? Um, oh, yeah. so do you have to go? No, he gave me the 15 minutes. He'll be 15 minutes late to his thing, so it'll be oh. okay. I'm, pick, I'm choosing me. Good. Okay. Even though it's really hard, I'm choosing me. Even though it is really hard, I'm choosing me. And I'm going to be there for my child as soon as I can. And I'm going to be there for my child as soon as I can. But right now, I choose me. But right now, I choose me. And I continue to choose me. And I continue to choose me. And I'm doing this for myself. And I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this for my children. And I'm doing this for my children. And I'm doing this for my marriage, too. And I'm doing this for my marriage, too. Because even though it may not seem like it, because even though it might not seem like it, if I don't choose me, if I don't choose me, I'm going to resent the heck out of everybody. I'm going to resent the heck out of everybody. And everybody, everything's going to everything's going to go really bad. And everything's going to go really bad. So I'm choosing myself now. I'm choosing myself now. Take a breath. Is there any part of you that really resembles your mom? A lot of it. I don't look in the mirror because I look so much like her. So that's a physical piece. How about emotionally or in your behaviors? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. She can, when something doesn't suit her anymore, that thing or that person is dead to her and she never looks back. Yeah. And I absolutely can be the same way. I could make the decision today to, to walk away from the relationship I would never look back. I would never regret it. And I don't know if that's because that's what's best for me or if it's because I just have that skill. And I, so I doubt myself a lot because I now, can be ruthless. Yes, and there's one thing that is really important here. And, Melanie, this is probably going to be, uh, I'm glad that we're recording this and I really want to do this last piece and really go into it, which is embracing both the light and the shadow within you that is similar to your mom. Now, do you see that there's some qualities that you have of hers that are really positive? Oh, yeah. Okay. And do you see that there's some things that you really don't like about her that you also own? Yes. Right. Now, if this is a push and pull, right? 
Because you, you're not particularly a fan of your mom's. No, no, I no. So do you see where the internal struggle is? Yep. And it's part of actually this journey of you being who you are. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. So it goes something like we're going to take, you know, two minutes, but just going, just tapping through the point, even though I'm very similar to my mom in a lot of ways. Even though I'm very similar to my mom in a lot of ways. I can honor myself. I can honor myself. For being a much better version of her. For being a much better version of her. And a much more aware version of her. A much more aware version of her. I can own the light. I can own the light. I can own the darkness. I can own the darkness. All right, can you? Oh, she's so dark and she does it on purpose and she's not sorry. Yeah, are you like that? I feel sorry extra to make exactly. up for the gap. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes I feel guilty because I do act like her. Sometimes I do feel guilty because I act like her. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I want to own all of who I am. I want to own all of who I am. Recognizing that I have a different level of awareness. Recognizing that I have a different level of awareness. Sensitivity and compassion. Sensitivity and compassion. I can actually ask for forgiveness. Really? From whom? Hmm? That woman owes me, not the other way around. Of course. No, you cannot, you, we're not talking about forgiveness to her. Okay. I'm saying if you act in any way that is really mean to one of your children or somebody else, can you ask oh. for forgiveness? Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean. She would never do that. No. Exactly. So even though I resemble my mother. Even though I resemble my mother. I am a much better version of her. I am a much better version of her. And I'm realizing I need to own who I am. And I'm realizing I need to own who I am. I don't need to be loyal to her. I don't need to be loyal to her. I no longer need to rebel against her either. I no longer need to rebel against her either. I can own myself. I can own myself. I can make my choices. I can make my choices. And I can be at peace with me. I can be at peace with me. Take a breath for a second. And within this whole thing, it has, it has taken us a while to explore so much, but what I would really love to do is to go and actually really help the little girl in you that had made that vow to never be like her. And at the same time, help her see the certain qualities, especially the strength that your mom has, you also have. Okay. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how could it, like, what would, what would it be like, and this is what I want to take just a couple of minutes, for you to start really embracing and noticing. So that what I would like you to do from here until we talk again is to take note. It would be great, you know, you can just put it on your, I don't know if you have a, like a reminder thing or a, you know, whatever note, whatever. 
take note of the things that you value about yourself. You know, your strength, your power, your decision, your, you know, how organized you can be, anything. All the good things about you. And also the things that you're not as, you know, as you think like, well, that's not as strength. I wish it could be different. Okay. And really, it's like we, there's there's something much deeper going on here with her and with yourself because there's something that at some point you decided that you were not going to be like her. You had to be a good wife, but you also have a whole idea of what a good wife looks like, right? Right. And you're breaking those rules. Yes, I am. And is that okay? No. Okay. So that's something that needs to be revisited because you know what? It may have come a time where that contract that you made with Gordon 15 years ago needs to be revised. Right. Is that a possibility? Yes. Yeah. Take a breath. How are you doing? A little like shaking or turn what's going on? Um, no, I okay. I, I've finally run out of venom today. It took all day. Yeah. And it wasn't. We've had. We didn't even have a fight today. It's just that because it took because me by surprise, I guess. Me, I, was, I guess ooh. Melanie, because the fight is not external with him. That's the reason. The mm-hmm. fight that happened today has nothing to do with an external fight with him. It's bringing up all of these that has to do with your internal process. Right. Right? So you attended to, with your first coach, you attended to like, okay, this is what triggered me, blah, blah, blah. Then you're with your business coach, you're like, I need to make more money because this is killing me. And now what we're addressing is the internal piece, that the struggle that you've been having because it has to do with your mom, Gordon, and yourself all inside of you. In reality, it doesn't have much to do with him, really. Right. Do you see that he's not doing much? He's not doing much different anyway. No, he's doing the same he's always done. Exactly. It's why it annoys him so much. Yes. Because he's doing the same things, and now he's getting totally different responses. And in his opinion, this is unfair. And, and could you see that from his point of view, it makes sense? Oh, I, I agree with him that it's unfair. If someone did this to me, I'd be furious. Right. But now, that doesn't mean I want to, I'm still going to do it is the problem. Right. No, but it's not necessarily the problem. The, problem. The, the issue, actually, that would be really important that needs to be addressed is how can you recognize that this is, you have changed the tune and it's okay but he's having a reaction. Now, you're having a reaction as well. Right. Because if you were completely at peace, which was the first thing that we talked about, then it's like, okay, he can have his tantrum or whatever it is, but this is what's going on now. But you, you know, you describe your world as a temporary one because of all this conflict that is going on. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. So that's what needs to be addressed. I, need, I know that you need to run. So do you want to write to me or do you want to take a minute and schedule? Uh, we should schedule now. Okay. 
Okay, so this one's kind of a, a late time slot for me because I try to be available for the kids' stuff. Yes, of course. What kinds of time slots make more sense for you? Well, uh, do you want to do next week again or you want to go? Yeah. yeah, it seems like a good idea. Next Thursday, actually, I could do uh, I could do morning and I could do, um, or I could do like 2.30. And what morning appointment is available? Morning, I could do, I could do 10. Okay. Does that work? Yep. I'll take it. Right. Good. So April 2nd, 10 a.m., we're on. And uh, let me know if you need anything at all, okay? I would, I would love for you to do at least a tapping at the end that we did today because I really, I feel like even if you could listen to parts of what we talked about today, I think it's going to really bring up a lot. All right. And okay? You're, you're send the link. Did you send it to my Yahoo account? Uh, yeah, I think that's the only one that I have. Do you have a different email that I want me to send it to? No, the Yahoo account's better. Great. Okay, so I'll send it again, just in case. Okay? Great. Great. Have a wonderful day, and we'll be in touch. Great. Thank you. You're very welcome. Bye. Bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.